Hello everybody. I would like to continue my series on the Uspizen. So far, if you take a look at what we've covered, we've covered the first four days of Sukkot, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Moshe. Then we reach the fifth day of Sukkot, where Aaron Akoin is our special guest. Now, Aaron has a special place of honor when it comes to Sukkot, because according to the Gemara, and this is how it is uh, Paskin by later rabbis, when we celebrate Sukkot, we aren't really celebrating that Hashem put us in huts, even though that is one opinion. But huts, of course, Hashem did not put us in huts. We would have built the huts ourselves. So the other view in the Gemara is that we were enveloped in clouds of glory, Anane HaKavod. And the Anane HaKavod, these clouds of glory, according to the Gemara in Masechta Rosh Hashanah, were provided to the Jewish people thanks to Aharon HaKohen. And the way it's described in the Gemara, when Aharon died, the clouds actually disappeared, vanished, and the Jews could be seen by their enemies for the first time since Harsinai. So this tragic event means that Aaron Cohen is the one who provided the clouds, or in whose merit the special protection was provided. So that Sukkot, in a way, is thanks to Aaron Cohen. And not only that, if you remember what we've been saying all along, that Sukkot is an outgrowth and a consequence and a fulfillment of Yom Kippur, then you understand that since Yom Kippur is really all due to the work of Aharon HaKohen. So, therefore, Sukkot is a celebration of Aaron and the Kohen Gadol. Right? Aaron was the high priest. He was the Kohen Gadol. And the way that Semach Tzedek explains it, he provided the cloud when he put the, dropped the incense onto the coals in the Kodesh Kadashim, in the Holy of Holies. So this is all thanks to Aaron. <clears throat> However, we need to understand more than that. What are we thanking Aaron for? Why do we welcome Aaron into our sukkah? So we all understand that Aaron is sort of the counterbalance to Moshe. You have Moshe and Aaron. Moshe and Aaron go together as a pair. And this is specifically thanks to Moshe. Moshe requested this at the beginning of his career as leader of the Jewish people. He insisted that Aaron be there to join him. And why is this? So there is a Gemara, it's actually many Gemaras, really, the first 10 daf, the first 20 pages of Masech the Sanhedrin, deals with the different kinds of ways, specifically two kinds of ways, that Jewish leaders lead, or leaders lead in general. You either lead by the book, follow the law, or you try to find some form of compromise. Din or Peshara. Din means judgment, meaning what does the law say? Pshara is compromise. When you gather a basin together to judge a case, a difference of opinion between two people, then basin, a Jewish court of law, has the option, according to the Gemara, to either say we're going to follow the book and whoever wins the case wins the case and whoever loses the case loses the case, or they can look at it from another perspective called pshara, balance, compromise, where they try to come to some sort of equitable solution that perhaps both sides can be happy with. That is who Aaron was, that second option. And in fact, we see this in many ways in Aaron's own life. So that, for example, the, there is a Rashi at the very end of the Torah, where it says that the Bnei Yisrael, literally the sons of Israel, cried for 30 days when Moshe died. 
And Rashi there says that when his brother Aaron had died some months earlier, it says, Kol Beis Yisrael, the house of Israel, cried, which means both the men and the women, because somehow Aaron was what is referred to in the beginning of Pirkei Avos as a Ohev Shalom Verodev Shalom, someone who brought people together, Ben Ish Ishto. He brought peace between a husband and wife. He brought peace between people. And that can only be in Adam al-Chaveiro, be in Ishla Ishto, between a man and his friend, between a husband and wife. This is what Aaron was able to accomplish, by looking at what was imperfect, and yet still bringing people together. And sometimes this involves not only compromising the positions of two people who come in front of you, but meaning sometimes perhaps even compromising, meaning standing your ground, but in a way that does not push. You see, in this way, Aaron is the complement, the other side of the coin of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu founded a nation by God's order, by specifically insisting to Paro, for example, and then giving the Torah to Klal Yisrael, to the Jewish people. This requires Netzach, which is the Midah of the fourth day of Sukkot, of being victorious and pushing on ahead. Aaron demonstrated another kind of leadership, which can be interpreted, and not only interpreted, sometimes can actually be weakness. This is why Aaron, despite all of his great traits, was the one who tried to find a way to work it out that the golden calf would be made, even though it would be done in ways that perhaps would mitigate the harm. This is always a difficulty that rabbis find themselves in. This is frankly a difficulty that doctors have found themselves in in the past uh, few months, where between the doctors and the CDC trying to, um, trying to mandate masks and uh, limitations on social gatherings, and uh, they would ideally love for everyone to be masked and everyone to be vaccinated and everyone to remain six feet apart, and yet it's something that's extremely difficult to do because human beings have just shown themselves incapable of handing, handling this difficulty for beyond a year, especially if they've already been vaccinated. So it's been quite a difficult run. But my point is not to even bring up those issues. I apologize if I offended anyone, because I really hate talking about that topic altogether. But my point is that sometimes there are standards, but there are also ways in which leaders can try to deal with what is less than perfect. And it is the difference, I've spoken about this in shul many times, the difference between rabbis of shuls or communities and Rosh Yeshiva. A Rosh Yeshiva can say whatever he wants. The students come to his yeshiva and they want to listen and he can insist on the highest standards. A rabbi, a rav, comes to a kahila, comes to a community, it already exists. And he has to deal with the standards of the community as they are. He can try to push, prod, and encourage but he has to deal with the facts as they are. And this is what Aaron was when he was the leader in Mitzrayim. He was the leader of the enslaved Jewish people. And they had to live with that. It's Moshe who then said, no, we got to get them out of here. But Aaron, by God's command, was a leader who was trying to deal with the imperfect. And this is something that we all need to realize in all of our relationships and all of the situations in which we try to have standards. And this is the gift of Arna Cohen and is the gift of Kavod, of dignity, and of Hod, of glory as well. We'll leave it there for now, even though there's so much more to say. I want to wish you all a good Yantif.